the SME Empower podcast. Dream big, act bigger. Three, two, one, and we're live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SME Empower podcast. I am your host, Max Gituba, and I'd like to officially welcome Tobias and Alex, the co-founders of VBEG, a VC-backed health tech company that expands access to affordable healthcare all over Central and East Africa. So welcome to the show, guys. We're very happy to have you. Thank you very much for having us. So uh, just so we can get started, I'd like to ask you um, the first question, which is, it's four and a half years later, and uh, VBEG is being used by over 600 hospitals in East and Central Africa. So my first question to both of you would be, is this what you expected to be doing with your life 10 years ago? I think we can start with Tobias and go to Alex. Yeah, thank you. Um, to be honest, no, I never thought that I would be here in Rwanda, Kenya and Congo, uh, traveling around Africa and improving healthcare here. But I think it is pretty much what I dreamed about. So um, I always wanted to do something meaningful. I actually came to Africa to Togo when I was 18 as a volunteer and uh, initially wanted to become a diplomat and uh, then ended up studying business administration and built my first venture, which was an AI-powered trading platform. And then I quickly discovered that I wanted to do something more in my life than just making money. And I got very interested again in, in Sub-Saharan Africa, came here to Rwanda and met my co-founder, Alex, who has been working in the medical supplies industry. And he showed me this massive problem in healthcare that we'll probably talk about later, but that's when we basically started with our procurement platform. That's very inspiring, Tobias. Um, thanks for sharing that. So what about you, Alex? Um, is this what you expected to be doing with your life 10 years ago? Um, I would say yes, because I've been in the medical industry for some time now, uh, but then it got a little bit better and much more you know, impactful when I met uh, Tobias and we decided to bring the solutions that we brought into the market. Well, that's amazing, that's amazing. So Alex, uh, just to follow up on that, do you mind giving us a little bit of a background into yourself, uh, Tobias has, uh, how this partnership with Tobias was forged and the brainchild both of you have built, which is VBEG? Uh, I have to say everything, you know, begins with friendship and uh, brotherhood. And uh, this is the very beginning of uh, a, a, a respectful and, uh, you know, a futuristic uh, approach. So we began as friends. Um, and um, I showed uh, Tobias the problem that persisted here. And we came up with solutions. So I myself, being the person that, you know, I've worked, I've been worked in the medical industry for some time, um, I, I saw the challenges. And when I met Tobias, who was a tech enthusiast, and he decided, you know what, we can actually provide solutions to the medical industry, considering the, the vast uh, problem that, is, uh, that the African you know, population is facing. And so that's how we came up. With what we have now feedback well that's um that's an amazing story just um just uh to follow up on that tobias 
Could you elaborate a little more on the problem that you're solving with your company, why it's so important and the dynamics of the market opportunity that you've identified? Yes, definitely. Um, so in fact, every minute, five people are dying in the developing world, most of them in sub-Saharan Africa, because of diseases that could be treated if the right medical products and equipment were available. Why they're not available? Mainly because of poor procurement. A lot of hospitals are recording their inventory on paper. They don't really know which products they have in stock, how many products, when they need the next products, what kind of health services are really needed in their region, what kind of equipment they should invest in. So they procure everything based on gut feeling. And with that, you know, they allocate all their money on certain things that they think are important, and then they don't have any money left for other products. So with a limited product range, they can also only offer a limited range of health services. And that means that many patients have to travel long distances to access quality health care. And in countries like Congo, where hospitals can be very far away from each other, that can mean, you know, a two days trip that many people can't even afford and then unfortunately you know they don't go to hospitals and that can even be fatal so we're collecting procurement data and together with uh, demographic data data on disease burdens disease patterns gdp data and other variables we can um, build what we call our health demand simulation model so we're looking at which products are actually needed which equipment is needed and how profitable will that be for the clinic? What kind of social impact will that create, right? And based on that, we can then help them uh, get the right equipment. So we link them through our platform to quality manufacturers from all around the world. And we even offer equipment financing and link them you know, to other financing partners in case the deal is you know, um, higher than what we normally deploy. Wow, that's um, such an innovative approach to the problem um, that I have to say um, congrats on identifying and thank you on behalf of uh, all the people I'm sure who've been benefactors just because uh, I do have uh, a story that's very similar to what you've described. I had a family member very close one who um, had to travel very far just to get um, medication for her heart. And it was a very daunting time for, for our family. So I think that solution is, is very relevant. So Alex, um, just to follow up on that, I realized that part of the wording on your page was that you de-risk and optimize supply chains with data so could you talk a little uh, more about what risk is in the medical supply chain and how you de-risk and optimize it with data? Yeah, um, so medical supply chain is, in, is inefficient and, and often broken. Um, it takes around six months or even more, uh, for example, to supply products to DRC. Um, and depending on the infrastructure. And so uh, we at VBEC uh, build a robust distribution network across East Africa uh, just to ensure that we can deliver in a reliable way. So we also monitor, um, you know, we check on the routes that really 
give us uh, the shortest delivery uh, time to ensure that you know the goods that we're importing reach our clients on time. So that is how we really put it in a short, uh, very you know summarized way. Well, that's um that's actually quite enlightening. Uh, so to follow up on that, Tobias. What have you learned in the last five years since you started the company about supply chains in general and supply chain management and the role of data and AI potentially in optimizing that vertical in, in any business? What I've learned, unfortunately, is that supply chains, especially medical supply chains, and especially in Africa, are very fragile and broken, as Alex already mentioned. So we've seen this during COVID-19, when you know it was very difficult for African countries to access medical products that were urgently needed. When unfortunately Africa was the last continent, you know, um, to receive vaccines, and uh, this was very frightening. And at the same time, it, it showed me how important our work is and how important data can be for the supply chains, right? Because if you can predict when you need products and how many you need, you can basically ensure that, uh, you know, hospitals are, they always have sufficient products to properly treat their patients. And um, that's why we started collecting a lot of data in East Africa and really building out our model. And we've seen from our work that we can increase access to quality health products significantly, actually up to 40% in the regions that we work in. And we've also built a very robust local or regional uh, supply chain. So we don't rely anymore on international supply chains, but we've built an East African distribution network through which we can supply very quickly to any hospital that, that needs products urgently. So we're connecting Kenyan distributors, manufacturers, um, you know, local manufacturers, uh, distributors in Rwanda, Congo, to other African markets. And through that, we, we can ensure that East Africa does not rely, um, you know, that much anymore on uh, Southeast Asia, Europe, and, and any other international uh, regions well um that's that's actually an incredible um, solution just because i think that localization is very important um especially now that africa is increasingly becoming um a very integrated market you know with the african free continental trade area and all uh, so just to follow up on that uh alex um what do you think about other industries in africa or globally that can benefit from a similar approach to the problem that you're solving? I think this would apply, would cut across any businessman, uh, whether you're doing manufacturing, whether you're doing uh, uh, distribution, because as a matter of fact, you need to have data, the right data with you. You need to have the correct uh, distribution chains, uh, channels for you to utilize the full potential and i think you know as as you know and tobias has just mentioned artificial intelligence is the future and so we don't want uh, 
in future, people will, will no longer be just, you know, procuring or producing on gut feeling, but they will be guided by the previous data that they've accumulated with time. So I think uh, Africa and globally, this will cut across any, uh, any industry. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, as a data analyst myself, I couldn't agree more. So um, Tobias, just to follow up on that, what do you think is the most important attribute that an entrepreneur can have? Well, I, before coming here to Africa, I thought it was um, being innovative. But, you know, after what Alex and I, and I, I guess most entrepreneurs have been through, you know, COVID-19, the, you know, Ukrainian war, now post-COVID and the Ukrainian war with high inflation and, and all the, the difficulties that we had to, to go through. Um, I think that the most important attribute for a successful entrepreneur is being resilient, you know, to never give up. There is always a solution to the problem. And uh, if you keep pushing, if you persevere, eventually you will make it. Oh, resilience. Uh, I love that answer. Alex, uh, so what do you think are the most important attributes that a startup or business should have to win? Uh, I, I, will, I, I would say uh, there are lots of them, but I would just cut down to, I think, two that actually for me really makes a lot of sense. And one of which is a business knowing why it exists, you know, so you're starting with why. And the second thing is having the right team in place. That is what I think is needed in any, for any business. Um, I cannot agree more as well, just because um, I know how difficult it is to get the right team and find that um, product market uh, founder fit. Because I know that's something that we've talked about on this podcast before, is that the founders have to fit the market. And that's actually a very important factor in the success of a business. So thank you for bringing that up. Uh, so Tobias, um, just to bounce back on you, I have been listening to some podcasts recently interviewing really prominent uh, Silicon Valley VCs and they say things like entrepreneurs shouldn't aim to form a startup or to succeed as a startup for money. Like money shouldn't be the main motivator for startup founders. So what do you think about that? I totally agree. So I think the main, the main objective should be to solve a problem, right? Because if you're solving a problem, that means that you will have customers that are willing to pay for it, and eventually you will make money. But uh, the main, the main aim, the main goal should be to to solve a problem, to you know have a purpose as a company in this society, because that will guide you as a company to constantly innovate and to you know um, create value. In, in, in your society. Thank you so much for that answer. So Alex, um, there's also this idea that entrepreneurs should have uh, a few things that they truly believe, but remain as flexible and adaptable as possible for most other things. Um, I mean, it was Charles Darwin that did say, 
it's not the strongest or the most intelligent of the species that survives, but the one that's most adaptable to change. So what do you think about that and the importance of adaptability for entrepreneurs? Um, I, I think uh, I, would, I would also commend this by saying um, not, the, not the strongest uh, businesses, uh, not the businesses with the most intelligent people that you know, end up becoming successful. And it's something that Tobias mentioned about perseverance, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, you know, being able to adapt in any given condition. So there comes a time, you know, that the market, you know, is down and there's nothing you could do about that, you know, but then you have to work out your way in, in, a, in a way that you'll be able to, uh, you know, rise up again. I, I remember, and, and I give examples, uh, we, we started in 2018, and then uh, just as we were shooting, going up in terms of revenues, in terms of customers, in 2020, uh, COVID came. And now this time around, uh, investors are kind of, you know, skeptical about investing and, you know, and that's when we were raising our, uh, our pre-seed. Uh, pre so, I mean, we tried to adopt in every kind of situation. There are no funds, so we had to find ways on how to maneuver and pass, go through all these obstacles. And, you know, if at any given time some people would analyze, let me use an example of an intelligent person who probably analyze and say, okay, um, you know, I think with the market, uh, the way the market looks like, the way with COVID, I think the best idea is us to probably fire everyone and, uh, you know, get get started again when COVID is over, you know. But I and, you know, Tobias persevered through this, uh, adapted to a new way where we scaled down our expenses, uh, found new ways of working with partners and, and so many other people. So I would say, you know, uh, it's very important that entrepreneurs get prepared to several conditions, uh, you know, several situations in their business entire life. So, uh, and this actually is the deal breaker when it comes to success. I don't mean that we are, but I just mean that that is the only way out uh, of becoming a success. Yeah. Wow, no, um, that's that's uh, an amazing insight. I think you are successful in my book. Uh, over 600 uh, hospitals that you work with, and that's that's quite um, that's quite a huge milestone. And I and I have no doubt that you will continue to grow and make even uh, larger and larger impacts on society. So um, on this podcast, we have a traditional last question that we ask. And I'd like to ask both of you separately. Uh, so I'll start with Tobias. Tobias, um, what kind of world do you hope to create through your entrepreneurial endeavors? I think Alex and I we we share the same vision, but he will he will say it himself. But we we what we really want to do, what I want to do, is um, you know, to make access. To, to really increase access to affordable, quality healthcare, right? So we want to make sure that everyone in Africa 
can access uh, quality medical facilities and does not have to travel long distances to do so and uh, can actually pay for it so that you know all these services are becoming more affordable for people. And that ideally would not only um, be in Africa, but my dream would be that eventually we can also expand to other continents, to South America, to Asia. There are so many countries in this world where people do not yet um, have access to, to quality healthcare. And this is something that I made it, I made it my life mission, and I think Alex uh, did it as well, to really here in Africa and beyond. Well, uh, that's, that's a really amazing mission to have. Uh, so now as I go um, to Alex, what kind of world do you hope to create through your entrepreneurial endeavors? Uh, I think aside from most Tobias has mentioned, I know uh, uh, I would want to inspire uh, more entrepreneurs uh, that would venture into especially the medical world and make it better in the future because I think we're just but a ladder, you know, to a better future. Well, that's, um, that's an incredible worldview and I would like to give you your kudos on that. So yes, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We have enjoyed having you and I'm sure the audience has learned so much and I hope you and VBEG the best as you continue to tackle this humongous problem and I, and I thank you profusely for that. Thank you very thank much, you. Uh, Max, as well. Yeah, such an amazing episode. Tobias and Alex were amazing. I hope that you learned as much as I did. So feel free to engage on any one of the posts about the episode on any of our social media platforms. Follow, comment, and engage. And until next time, I'd like to wish you a great week. Thank you so much. <laughs>